The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. And now for something completely different. Hey, I was, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm in three Halls of Fame. For the young fans, they don't give a damn. They just give a damn about themselves and what they're hearing now. And I got no problem with those rules. I know the rules going in. I'm happy to play the game that way. And when Ivan came off with that uh, knee drop from the top rope and he bent me, I thought that something happened. I couldn't hear a thing. You could have heard the pin drop in that arena. It touched me so deeply that when I went in the dressing room, I really felt depressed. I'll tell you that, I'll tell you right to his face. If it's Hogan and I, if he wanted to get in a real street fight with me, trust me, he would lose, and he knew it. You know, that's the other thing. They give you the belt, and they're like, okay, you're in charge of me. I was like, what? When you mentioned a guy like Harley Race, that kind of legendary status, it's obvious why people would get upset. Or as I'm concerned, Roddy Piper was not a wrestler. He wasn't even a good worker. If he had to go out and work his way to the top and not have good friends like Jim Barnett. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good guy. He's just not a tough guy. Bro, I swear to you, I don't have an ego. Like, I don't give a crap. I, that stuff is not important to me. People don't know me. They have no idea of who I am. They know of me as being a fictional character that they saw on TV. People didn't understand that, you know, the guy they saw in the ring that happened to be using his real name and happened to actually be the president of the company, they really believed that that guy that they loved to hate was actually a pretty decent guy. And I think many people have the perception that I really was that character. Hello and welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. I am your host, JP John Paz. With me today is a very special guest. She's, of course, the daughter of the legendary Terry Bam Bam Gordy. She's an SWE Women's World Champion. She's known as the Bad Street Beauty Miranda Gordy. Welcome to the two-man power trip. How are you doing? Oh, doing great. Thank you for having me. So what have you been up to? I know you said you've been traveling a lot lately. What, lately what's been going on in your world? Uh, well, just this past week... Um... I was at the Cauliflower Alley um, for like two days in Vegas. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Even before that, uh, Sunday before I got there, I had a Lucha show in Denver, Colorado um, at Tammy's Lucha Libre and then out to Cauliflower Alley and then uh, back to Texas for the Wichita, Halls, uh, Wichita Falls Hall of Fame show that's going on at the Wichita Falls State Fair and then uh, out to Jerry Lawler's uh, reunion show. So, like, all the way across the country this week. <laughs> that's crazy. To think yeah. of, like, in this modern age, it's like, man, like, you're working eight days in a row. That's old school stuff, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm blessed to have work because there's many people that don't right now. So, uh, you know, luckily, this coming week, I'm in my area, which is the Kansas City area. So I have a pretty easy week. So I, I hit it hard last week. and I'm going to chill this week. So it's all good. So with that, like traveling all over the place and doing all that stuff, when did you actually start wrestling? Like, was it a few years ago where you actually finally started getting in? Yeah. So, um, I've only been like actually having matches for a little over two years now. Um, I started training in September of 2018 and then I started having matches in July of 2019. 
So um, I had a friend that was wrestling and like I told them, I was like, uh, I think I want to get into it. And they're like, why don't you manage me and see if you even like it? And I'm like, that's great. I'll do that. So I did that for six or seven months and uh, they gave me a spot where I got to punch somebody and the crowd popped and like I was instantly hooked. So ever since then, you know, I trained and I've been training and doing matches and I've made a career out of this. It's pretty cool. I'm surprised, you know, you didn't want to do it like when you were so young, you know, they always say, uh, like, obviously your dad, he started really young. I think he was 16 or 14 or something. I'm surprised. Like 14, you didn't want to, yeah. 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 Surprised you didn't want to get in all those years ago. Well, um, you know, as a kid, I liked it. I grew up in the attitude era. So love stone cold and the rock and yep. China and everybody. And, uh, it was cool when I was a kid, obviously I lost my dad young. And yep. so, uh, it wasn't really something after that. I, I really wasn't interested in it. Um, just, for the simple fact, I felt like it took my dad always reminded me of him. And so, uh, everything I was kind of doing wrestling related, it just, I would always get kind of emotional because it reminded me of him and, you know, somewhat traumatic. So I just tried to stay away. And, uh, finally, I don't know, like I was just at a point in my life, you know what? I think I'll try this. So <laughs> almost like a tribute now, right? Yeah. Kind of a tribute. Um, and I mean, I kind of regret not getting into it sooner because I, I saw it all wrong, really. Like, uh, I was upset and I felt like it took wrestling took him away from me. But now that I'm in it and I'm getting to work with people that knew him really well and worked with him and uh, were even fans, like just sharing stories with me and how he impacted their life and like personal stuff that they knew about him has like given me something to kind of like, uh, I guess live vicariously through them and kind of gain more knowledge about him stuff that, uh, you know, most people, when they lose a parent, they just lose a parent, but I've been kind of blessed to have so many people that loved him and they're willing to share like how he touched their lives and, uh, you know, the good memories that they had with him. So it's kind of like, uh, uh, some sort of healing thing for me right now. And, um, I mean, at the same time, it's also money, you know, I've also made it a job and like, I'm in the best shape of my life. So it's, it's helped me in several different ways, not just, uh, you know, remembering my dad. So I'm enjoying myself while I'm here, you know, they say it takes a few years to get comfortable and I mean, really get comfortable. Are you at that stage yet? Or is it going to take a few more years just to really get comfortable in there? Um, I, you know, I would not say that I'm completely comfortable. I mean, like as far as in the ring, I'm getting much better than I was even like this time last year. Um, definitely like getting more of my character down my gimmick and just being like, not worrying about what, what goes on and more about like having fun, I guess is, uh, if that's what you're asking, I'm definitely having more fun instead of worrying about, am I going to look stupid in front of all these people? So I've definitely uh, gained some growth in that area. With, you know, training and, and getting into it and stuff. So where do you go to train? Who trained you? Like, how, how do you, like, make that leap when you're ready to do it? How did you make that first step? So um, I had a friend just, like, he was a fan of my dad's. And, like, we uh, met him at Texoma Pro when – buddy which was my dad's one of my dad's tag team partners his son came down and did a show and i met up with him and uh so just you know through a show <laughs> i met this guy and um 
He had a friend who trained people and owned a promotion in Texas. And uh, he, out of the kindness out of, of his heart, he was just like, you know what? I'm going to do right by you because some people would take advantage of you. And like, I'm not going to charge you anything. I'm just going to show you the ropes. Uh, you know, maybe it'll spark something in me too. And started training me. Like he had a ring set up in like a warehouse and started training. I don't think he'd done it in years. And so he took me under his wing and his name is Knight Davis. And just out of the kindness of his heart, started training me and taught me the basics. And uh, he got me started and um, Tom Howard, who is a renowned trainer, who is an ex-worker uh, himself, him and his girlfriend, she's known as Zoe Starks on NXT, uh, Teresa, they were there through like some of the first stuff that I was doing. And so they're a big influence on my training as well. Um, before COVID hit, uh, so the fall of 2019, I actually had the opportunity to train with Ember Moon for about six months. So she had a big hand in my training. Um, and then obviously influences on the road and different people teaching me stuff, you know, the vets, the old schoolers, and then people that I work with, I learned something with every match. And right now, um, my boyfriend, uh, he goes by Niles Plonk. Um, he's been in the business like 22 years and he has this, a ring set up at his place, which is where I live. And that's, uh, where I currently train. So yeah. like tons of, tons of people. Um, and I'm so grateful for all of them. They just like out of the kindness of their heart, took me under their wings and showed me the ropes and stuff. So I've had some good influences. Tom Howard, that's a good one. UPW yeah. trainer back in the day, Samoa Joe, John Cena, The yeah. Miz, a bunch of pretty damn big, big time names coming from. Yeah. Him. Yeah. He's like, they're like the coolest. Him and Teresa are like the coolest people ever. So, like, I'm super blessed to be able to say that they were a big hand in my training. With that, and, and you're getting in, and you mentioned, I didn't even realize Buddy Jack Roberts had a son. So, I mean, that's kind of cool to kind of have that little part of history be a part of your history getting into the business too. Right. So he was actually doing it years before I even got in. And he actually retired before I got in. Um, oh, it must have been like 2015 that I think the the last time that he wrestled. But, yeah, he was doing it and he had a partner and they were kind of doing the Freebirds thing and um, – yeah, he came down to Texas one time for a show and I met up with him and luckily I did because I gained some like wrestler friends I never thought that I would need in a couple of years. But yeah, he wrestles. I've been trying to talk him into coming back and doing it now that I'm in it and maybe we could get something started there. I also keep trying to talk my brother into it, but I think he's pretty much done with wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I was talking to uh, Jimmy Wang Yang, and he was saying, yeah, his shoot job keeps him pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, he does. And, you know, I understand, like, this takes a big toll. Like, even just, you know, one time, I'm like, hey, just do an autograph signing. I could totally see how you would not want to even get started because it kind of, like, grows on you quickly. You get the bug, and you're like, oh, okay, I should do more, you know. And so I totally understand. Maybe one day he'll do one thing with me, but – yeah, for now, not him. I'll just keep working on Buddy Jack. <laughs> Man, that, that's pretty cool. Do you go back and watch old, like, Freebirds footage and stuff? Like, do you go back and watch your dad and Buddy Roberts and Michael PSAs? That's probably the most uh, tape that I watch is the Freebirds. Mostly my dad, just because 
Uh, I mean, from the beginning, people were like, you should totally do the stuff your dad does. And I mean, it's cool just to watch him, you know, them just thinking about him and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I watch all their stuff. And of course, that's the first thing Michael will tell me to do when I talk to Michael. And he's like, go back and watch uh, this spot or or this match What we when we did this, and well, especially um when we started doing this free babes thing, he's like, Oh, these are some good ideas that y'all can kind of take and make your own. So yeah, absolutely. I watched their stuff for the most part. That's pretty cool to get in some advice from Michael Hayes known as one of the smartest guys ever in the history of the business, you know, just creatively and spots and all that kind of stuff. As far as being a great talker too, obviously your dad is probably the the way better worker of the two, but still Michael PSA is huge part of the team. Very, very important. Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, my dad passed, like, uh, I call him my uncle Michael, but he kind of took over like, uh, as you know, godparent and the best he can, obviously he's busy. Vince keeps him busy and, uh, he's gotta be busy for, you know, to entertain the masses with WWE, um, as a producer, but, uh, he's been there for me when he can be. And especially now, like, we have like the greatest connection now because he's kind of, uh, we have the same interests, you know? And so, uh, yeah, anytime I need help with something, like, like I said, the free babes, I immediately called him up. Like, what do you think about this? And he gave me some great ideas and constantly, constantly giving me some good feedback on, on what I should do, where, and, and what to watch or, you know, how to, how to take in certain things. Where did the free babes emanate from like where did that was it mickey james or did you came up with that uh it was definitely mickey james um so i knew that i was gonna go to nwa uh it's like a few months back um and because jazz well i work with jazz a lot and she texts me she's like hey you know you got this booking i'm like okay cool that you know great opportunity i was super excited and then uh mickey got a hold of me it was like i have this idea we're having a, a tag team tournament and obviously with my family history and my dad having history in the NWA with the belts thought I would be a good fit for that. And she wanted to make it, uh, all second generation. And so, um, we kind of went through some people. She found, uh, Haley J and a couple other people that had written into her. And, um, you know, I was like, I like Haley J and she's a good talker. She's definitely, you know, the Michael Hayes of the group. Yeah. So that's good. We got that down. And then uh, we, we were looking for the third person. We needed like a technician, a Buddy Roberts or a Jimmy. And and uh, it, it just so happened that you know, she found Jazzy. And even though Jazzy was green, I was like, it's tag. You know, we can make it work. So luckily tags, you can, uh, you know, hide the weaknesses. And, and definitely you can pull out your strength. So um, Jazzy worked and it just so happened. Jimmy tagged with my brother. So it's full circle. <laughs> so it worked out really well. And I think we had a lot of uh, momentum behind us and I hope hopefully we can keep on with that. So we're trying to work out some details now, maybe uh, continue it, hopefully at NWA at some point, And then maybe like OVW and a couple other independent places. Yeah. Is there any thought of coming back to NWA? I know that you haven't been doing as many tapings, I guess, after that, I guess they have one show popped up, but is there talk of like, Hey, when are we coming back to the NWA or it's just kind of wait, a wait and see kind of situation. I think it's a wait and see thing. You know, they had the big uh, pay-per-view um, and I, it's just waiting to hear back from them on doing something. If they're going to continue now that they have the tag titles out again, uh, it could be something that we come back and do. And I think in the meantime, uh, we're just going to get the steam behind us and uh, 
become the, you know, the big draw so that they uh, can't refuse us, you know? So uh, start getting out there, getting the, the three person tag, because I don't, I don't really know of any uh, women's three person tags. I mean, there might be, I don't keep up with the Indies as well as I should, but uh, as far as I know, there's not really any out there. So I think that we could definitely with the name and uh, with the dynamic we have, we could definitely become uh, the next big thing. We just got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep those bookings rolling. So yeah. what's, what's the thought process of, of the actual NWA show, the actual empower when you get invited there, you're like, okay, now we're going to be part of this tag team. You face red velvet and Kylan King. What was like the thought process going in your head? Like we, we got to nail this. Were you nervous? Were you excited? Or maybe all the above? Uh, definitely nervous. Definitely. There's a lot of pressure cause I know it's a big platform. Um, but excited to be there. Like the locker room was super cool. It was great to be around like legends and then like the upcoming, like future of wrestling, you know, all the, all the best talent out there was at the show. And so, uh, it was really cool to be even just in the locker room with all those people. Um, but uh, as far as like the match and stuff, I was super excited. We had Medusa as our agent, like looking over us, making sure everything was good. Uh, of course, Mickey was there and people like Gail Kim and stuff like that. And so uh, it was a fun experience. Uh, it was um, definitely a one of a kind experience, too, because it's just different. It's like a like an indie show, but bigger so uh, like they had it together so <laughs> you know what i mean so uh yeah i think it's uh, a pretty cool environment to be in think about that it's like okay is it going to be successful then it it sells out and then they have the 73rd anniversary show that sells out then they do tv tapings so it seemed like a good momentum was started with the empower movement really uh, to my knowledge, they will be doing more Empower stuff. Um, probably not like a all-the-time thing, uh, definitely a special, maybe even an annual thing, but they're definitely going to do more. Seems like if it hit and it was successful, that means like they want to do more, and they want to do more. I know Fight TV was saying it was successful on their end as well. So, I mean, that all signs point to there's definitely going to be another one, and the Free Babes could be returning, I would, I would hope, I would think. Oh, absolutely. Hopefully, uh, now that they have the tag titles with uh, Marty, Bell, and uh, Sienna, uh, we can uh, get there before the next Empower. <laughs> we'll see. You never know. I actually faced Marty Bell in Kansas City this coming Saturday, so uh, we'll see. I might have to cut a little promo calling her out, saying yeah. uh, I'll bring the free babes with me next time. <laughs> it's a smart move. I like that. You're thinking ahead. That's an uh, old-school worker thought right mm -hmm. there. Yeah, it's good. With the, the free babes and, and kind of maybe putting them to a side for a second, you yourself, you said, have been wrestling for a while. Where have you wrestled? Like, obviously, uh, SW Fury, Texoma. Where else have you been wrestling? Oh, all over. Um, USA Championship Wrestling out of Jackson. That's uh, a promotion that works with Jerry Lawler a lot. Yep. Um, School of Morton, whenever I can. I know that they're pretty well known. Uh, they do the 505 Live um just several different uh indie promotions um i actually coming up in the winter time i have a lot of shows in the new england state like uh pennsylvania and new jersey new york um minnesota uh for still domain um i'm trying to think of where else my main places to be are texas obviously for swe fury and then texoma pro um 
gosh, I'm trying to think. I have a dynamic wrestling federation coming up. Um, and I've been just kind of everywhere, really. Like uh, Cauliflower Island was Las Vegas this week in Colorado. Uh, I think the furthest I've ever been uh, would be Japan. Um, and I have a Canada trip coming up in October. So that'll be three countries. So just getting my name out there, whether it's a big promotion or not, just traveling and enjoying myself. How the Japan thing come about? That's great. Um, so Japan happened February of 2020. I, as soon as I got back from Japan, everything started shutting down. <laughs> so luckily I got there before everything happened. But, um, so I wrestled for Tokyo championship wrestling, which is run by Jimmy Suzuki. And he was a photographer for all Japan pro wrestling. And, uh, I think it was like December or November of 2019. And he messaged me and was like, Hey, I know you're doing matches now. Do you want to wrestle in Japan? And like, I'm only a few months in, but I wasn't going to say no. So I'm like, of course I'll do it. <laughs> and uh, I probably had no business uh, going over there at that time. But I mean, I did it anyway, and I was really proud of myself. And so February came, I went to Japan. I worked for uh, Tokyo Championship Wrestling and DDT Pro. I was luckily, um, lucky enough to get on to DDT Pro and, or yeah, DDT Pro. And uh, that was in Tokyo. And yeah. So I had a lot of fun over there. I hope to go back whenever everything uh, opens back up. That's awesome. And obviously they know, and Jimmy knows, the lineage and the legacy of your father in all Japan pro wrestling, triple crown champion. Uh, I mean, everything. He was so dominant over there. Such a legend. Do those, those fans, did they respond to you kind of accordingly? You know, oh, you know, all that that kind of um, fervor that they give over there for their, for their big time legends. Oh, absolutely. Like, and that was the coolest part. Like, obviously they're real respectful over there and, uh, you know, just, they treated me, I, I would say like royalty almost like they were just immediately welcoming and, uh, just happy that I was there because they respected and followed my dad so much. So just being over there, they were wanting to show me everything and just like be around me. And I thought that was so cool. You know, like my dad made such an impact on them and they loved him so much that they were, they wanted to just immediately treat me with kindness. Not that they wouldn't anyway, but, uh, just immediately love the fact that I was there. So that, that was really cool. And, um, you know, they, they said they wanted me back. So I'll definitely take that <laughs> too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I hope to go back because it's like a whole nother world and I'd never been before. So, uh, I want to explore more. I feel like that would be kind of the perfect thing, you know, even the free base bring their friend of Jazzy's been over there too, before for a different promotion, but be like kind of, kind of the perfect thing. I think the, the fans over there would love it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Me and Jazzy could totally dominate over there. I think that would be uh, a great thing to do that. We could possibly work that out whenever things go back to normal and Japan's fully open and, and everything else. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally down to do that. Is there any country that you haven't worked yet? I know there's, there's a bunch out there, but is there a country you think of like, man, I really, I got to work there sometime soon. Well, like I said, I have Canada coming up, but, um, which is cool. Like there's a lot of wrestling in Canada. Um, a lot of wrestlers, you know, well-known from Canada. So that'll be a good place to start. Um, anywhere in Europe, like I've never been. So, uh, I would literally take any country 
in Europe. <laughs> so just to just to see it and say that I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that wrestling fan base over there is it's always was kind of big and it was always there, but I feel like the last few years, I mean, COVID kind of hurt it obviously a, a bit, but before that, I mean, it blew up. There were flying guys in there. I mean, like Paul Heyman would get flown over there. He's you know, he's technically a WWE guy, but they'd pay so much money. That's like, you can't pass it up. I mean, they'll fly everybody over there and they were just obsessed with wrestling and they weren't getting enough of it over there. Oh yeah. And, uh, like my boyfriend's been to like Amsterdam and stuff and he wrestled in like Belgium. And, uh, of course I have friends like over in the UK and stuff. And so it, it's big over there. And, uh, I think that it would just be cool just to, just to say that I did it, but also like make it a thing where I go and people actually become my fans there. You know, I think that would be cool. With you and like some matches that like you haven't had yet or, dream matches or something that that you really really want in wrestling but it hasn't happened yet like they always say like who's the dream match who's the dream opponent who are some matches that you would like to face you know upcoming years it's not the right away but upcoming years um so when people ask i always say uh my trainers zoe starks and amber moon i just because i've never had a match with either, either one of them and i would just like to show them like what I can do, you know, uh, maybe make them proud of me or whatever so that, uh, you know, I could say, Hey, I got to actually wrestle people that had a big hand in my training. So, cause I love both of them. They're both really awesome, talented. And so just working with them, even if they weren't my trainers would be really cool. But the fact that they were, I think that would make it really special. That would be cool. What about Mickey James? She's out there. That would be cool too. That would like, she's really sweet. So of course, Mickey James would be definitely be a, a great person to just, you know, like wrestle and soak up all that knowledge while doing it. <laughs> I know, or maybe she isn't, but I thought jazz was retired, but would jazz be a nice opponent to get out there if she wasn't retired? So um, I, I've actually had the opportunity to wrestle jazz twice now. Um, oh, you have? Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So she was like my fourth match when I first got started. Um, we wrestled in Denton, Texas. Uh, and like I would wrestle her again just so she could see that I've, I mean, she sees me all the time, but just so she could feel how I've improved. Um because it was a match. Uh, it, it was questionable. I was just starting. And so, of course, you know, she gave me feedback and things to work on. But uh, just to be able to do it again would be really awesome because I love jazz. Um, and we had a little short match in SWE where I won the title from her. So uh, it was super quick. But um, I did win the title. Uh, of course, it's all TV. So, um, but I would like to definitely do that again, so she can definitely see my improvement, like from inside the ring. Yeah, she's got to feel the the improvement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's going on with SW Fury? Are they still running shows? Because it seemed like they stopped. Like they were running a ton of shows, and they kind of slowed down a bit. So I am uh, uncertain of the future of SWE. As far as I know, they are still running. They have uh, a show in November in San Antonio. Um, I know recently that Lacey Von Eric has bought a part of the company and she's wanting to change some stuff up. And 
maybe change the direction that the company is going in. And I think that's why they've canceled some things is to kind of, uh, you know, when something comes up for new management or you're reconstructing something, you got to take some time off and get your bearings together and uh, you reconfigure some stuff. So I think that's what they're doing now. They're taking a break for the next two months and just getting it uh, back together to go the direction that they want to head. And so they'll probably, like I said, reboot in November in San Antonio. But as far as the TV and stuff, I'm, I'm not sure I could, uh, you know, defend my title in November, or I could be the SWE women's TV champ forever. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) we'll see. We'll see um, when we get to November, I guess. With Lacey, obviously being a Von Eric, uh, Carrie's daughter, is there some uh, hidden uh, rivalry there just because she's a Von Eric? Well, uh, the only time that I've really gotten to work with her was in Texas and, um, Chrissy Janes and I were just, we were having a match and Lacey came out, interrupted me and gave me her, uh, claw slam. And I've yet to, uh, get revenge for that. So that could also be in the works in the future, uh, some Von Eric Freebird action. So, uh, you never know. We'll just have to see whenever SWE starts back up, that could definitely be in the works. I feel like if your name is Von Eric, even Ross and Marshall shouldn't be safe. I feel like if your last name is Von Eric, you can't like him. You just, you know what I mean? There's got to be that robbery there. Dating back all the way to the early 80s. I mean, you just got to hate them. Right. <laughs> With um, the Von Erics and the Freebirds, obviously there's some legendary feuds there. Is there some stuff you go back to watch like from world class and like, man, this is great. I want to try to incorporate some of that because the heat that your father and, and Michael Hayes were be able and buddy Jack, of course, were able to create was just unbelievable. I mean, near riot situations there. Right. Yeah. I watch a lot of stuff and I mean, just, uh, just for the psychology of stuff really like, cause they didn't do a whole lot. It was more emotion. So if you ever want to watch any matches that are just pure emotion and you know, how to get the crowd riled up by doing nothing, but just breathing the wrong way, that's the stuff to watch. So, uh, yeah, I watch it all the time. I mean, like I said, I watch a lot of my dad's stuff just to watch my dad, but, uh, just to learn some of the stuff and how to, you know, keep it old school. Because that that was some of the best stuff and and watching the crowd be so hot over nothing. Like just they would just get fired up if like Buddy Jack just tripped down the stairs and they would just think that's like the biggest thing, but that's heat, you know, that's what you gotta do. And people kind of forget that stuff. Like it's just simple things like that. And I watch for stuff like that all the time. I feel like in today's wrestling, okay, the guys are more athletic, they can do crazy stuff, but I can watch that and be like, yeah, I'll catch it next week. You know what I mean? If if you're emotionally invested and you really care about the character and the guy and you want to see what happens in the story, you never want to miss it. You can't miss it. You know what I mean? It, it's completely different. So, yeah, the guys may be more athletic, but they're missing that element that your father and Michael obviously had. It's like, I want to watch these guys get their neck wrung, you know, or, you know, I want to get these guys or I want to love the Von Erichs or, or even Hulk Hogan. Like, I want to love Hulk. Like, you get so emotionally invested, you can't miss it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's like, it takes just little stuff like that. Just getting those fans like either pissed at you or loving the, you know, the face and then they're, they're invested and they're going to spend money to come back the next week and, and see what happens. Kind of like a soap opera, but, but much more fun. (laughs) Yeah. 
So wind that down here, head towards the finish. Just curious. Let's say I go to YouTube and I want to say Miranda Gordy best matches or favorite matches. Who's on that list? Who would I be looking up that you faced before that some of your you know most prized matches? Oh, definitely on on top of my list now is the NWA match. I that was a lot of fun. Uh, Velvet and Kylan were definitely fun to work with, and uh, just the energy there and being in the NWA ring with the history. Of course, my family's history there. Uh, I would think that that was a that's probably my favorite match right now. Um, of course, my match in Japan, uh, not the greatest match, but I'm super proud of it considering I was only, you know, uh, a few months in. It was my first Hill match. Uh, there's a language barrier, and I'm in a place that nobody knew me. So, <laughs> so I'm not the greatest match, but I'm super proud of that. Um, of course, anything with Christy James, I love working with her. Um, I have a pretty good match with like Alex Gracia. Um, I'm trying to think of who else you used to, I've, I have a ton of matches with like Nova Phoenix. She's a homegrown Texas girl too. So just to name a few that, that I enjoy working with and we've had some good matches. And we mentioned some dream matches out there, but where else do you want to work or, or have you thought like, Oh, I would like to get an AEW WWE. Like maybe sometimes that's like far down the road thinking or, or maybe not, but what's your thought? Like, do you want to do AEW? You want to do WB? Like, is there another place that I haven't mentioned you'd love to work? Um, really, I mean, there's not like a specific one. Obviously, if I had the chance to work for AEW, I would love to work for them. Um, the same with WWE. Uh, you know, I had a tryout back in February with the WWE, and that went well, and um, I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed the tryout. Like uh, I was very nervous going, but I had a lot of fun uh, being there. So that would be a, a fun place to be, especially with Michael being a part of the company. It would be like working with family. Um, Impact, uh, NWA, of course, those would be ROH. All of those places would be really fun to work at. And I know people at all the places. So who doesn't love working with their friends, you know? Um, but really anywhere, like I said, just being able to travel, going back to Japan and working anywhere in Japan would be cool. Just, um, I'm kind of using wrestling as a way to like, obviously heal from my dad, but also explore the world. If you can use it, um, as a way to have fun, you're not really working. So anywhere that lets me travel and see a new place, honestly. That's really cool though. Like kind of honor the, your father, but yeah, you, you're getting your, you know, your own feet. You know, you're you're standing on your own too. But it's kind of cool to have him out there in the shadows, you know, lurking or watching over you, and I think that kind of thing. It's really cool to see another free bird. You know what I mean? I mean that's yeah. cool. How yeah. You, oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, um, how do you feel? Just are you are you kind of meeting expectations as far as like? Okay, that's pretty lofty to think you're gonna be as good as your dad. But are you meeting your own expectations? Uh, well, um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll never, like, I, I know from the start, like, I will never be even a quarter of what my dad was. He was just natural. He was born for it. Uh, it was his passion. It's all he ever did. So, and most people from today's standards will never be, you know, that. So it takes like a, a special individual, like the top, top to be on that level these days. Um, so I don't expect to be on that level. <laughs> um, 
but as I mean, considering like I didn't want anything to do with wrestling like three, four years ago to where I am now. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, getting just just a chance to go to Japan or be on NWA at two years in. Absolutely. I'm I'm exceeding a lot of people's expectations in this business. I'm sure a lot of people, as soon as they heard my name, just thought, oh, she's just going to, you know, ride the name. And, and not that I'm not, because that's what my dad did. He put it in place for me, but uh, they probably didn't expect me to take it so seriously and um, just ride it until I couldn't anymore. But yeah, I'm kind of, I think in my own head, I'm killing it for, for my standards. Absolutely. How'd you get the WWE tryout? Was that through Michael? It was definitely through Michael. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I uh, just turned 32. Of course, they uh, have a somewhat of an age limit sometimes. So um, he's like, "What? let's at least get it started. You know, get your foot in the door. Let them see you. Let them know who you are. So, um, yeah, in, in February, we, we set it up actually last august i think when things were still shut down and they had a couple of people on the waiting list and they had to go through those uh tryouts first and then february came around and uh i got you know my time to go and like i said i had a good time everyone was super friendly up there uh that's pretty cool though to get that that tryout or released you know get your foot in the door in that aspect do they give you advice like hey do this do that change this change that wrestle more go travel more because sometimes they'll bring somebody in for a travel like why don't you go here here and here wrestle more get some experience and then come back yeah absolutely they gave me um a lot of good feedback so like obviously promos which is my biggest thing like i that i will absolutely say that i am not a talker I'm an introverted person and that's probably the biggest critique I'll give myself. And they gave me is the promos. Um, and that's so important and people forget about that. And even I like, uh, you know, forgot about that. So that's probably the biggest thing in getting a character because they want to work towards, uh, you know, bringing the character stuff back. So just developing who I am and, you know what I'm going to be in wrestling and working on promos. And um, as far as the wrestling stuff, like I got to work with like William Regal and Bobby Brookside and Norman Smiley and um, Matt Bloom and stuff, and just kind of cleaning stuff up, you know, cause I mean, really I'm still green. And so uh, after the, the tryout matches and stuff, we had like an educational time and they watched us work and like, Oh, you could change this about this and, you know, kind of stuff that they're looking for. So that in that sense, like I'm grateful that, I got to work with all those people and like, you know, suck up all that knowledge too. Absolutely. So let's just give the crystal ball two years, three years, whatever from now, where do you see yourself? Well, hopefully uh, still wrestling. Cause you never know right. <laughs> anything can happen. Um, hopefully still just doing this and uh, enjoying my time. Uh, I could be on the TV. Like I said, I don't really have anything set that uh, I really have to do you know to feel accomplished but like uh we'll say tv somewhere on a regular basis that people are watching me on some sort of broadcast network how about that love it so before we let you go please give all the plugs where everybody can find you and maybe where you you know you're coming up wrestling next um all right you can find me youtube instagram uh facebook uh twitter pro wrestling tees all under miranda gordy um, as far as what I have coming up, I have still domain wrestling this coming Saturday, no, uh, Friday and then dynamic 
Wrestling Federation in Kansas City on Saturday. And then uh, some stuff in Texas and around uh, the New England states. So I'm excited for all that. Just uh, if I'm on TV, I'll definitely put it on my social media accounts. Nice. Good stuff. Thank you so much, Miranda, for all the time. And good luck in the future. Uh, just one uh, final question. Have you ever been to Bad Street, USA? I grew up on Bad Street. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Miranda, thank you so much for all the time. Really appreciate it. Have yourself a great night. But thank you. Appreciate all the time. Yeah, thank you. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip, where the power lies brother.